0: Oh, oh, yeah, what you said was fine. But about that, yeah. That's fine. It's a new season. <laughs> Doing some rearranging. Oh. <laughs> man, I'm I i do not know. We are just testing out the seating right now. See how y'all like that? I don't know. I oh, don't know. I gotta get used to that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, man. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm sitting down for a minute. I'ma stand up though. Y'all know I had the knee operation, and uh, just trying to be mindful. Like sometimes I jump the gun and go ahead. Want to make sure all is well, but I am well. Man, mm-hmm. good to see everybody. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Thank you. I got I'm my wife. Amen. I think I. I think I. I think I'm not sure, but I coulda sworn. Okay. No, no, no. I coulda sworn. Hold on. I I think I I've seen my brother in Christ in here. I think it's Murphy back there in the back. I think it is. Wait a minute. How you doing, Murphy, How you doing, sir? Man, I tell you, just certain things, you know, certain people. And I want to welcome all the visitors, first time. You know, I like the little intimate thing. I want, I want you to play that the whole time I'm teaching. <laughs> I don't know, I'm feeling good, everybody all right, and hallelujah, uh, y'all can scoot in and move up and uh, I need y'all to, I need, I need that, you know, might wanna, if you move to that row I can get, you know, Murphy and his family maybe to come up here, I mean I gotta get, to, I need some, I need some help today Murphy, I need some help, how you, how you doing today? All right, all right, you got it. I'm ready to hit the baton. I'm ready to run this thing. All right, just want to get some people. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. I'm trying. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. They they know that. Yes, they are. Yes, they have. You better go ahead. You got that right. Bishop, what I'm trying to do, Bishop, what I'm trying to do. Amen. Okay. Bishop, what I'm trying to get them to do is to acknowledge wisdom. Is that what I acknowledge? So, and the Bible says that you give honor to where honor is due. So they're coming up. You, you're not where they are. But I need them to recognize that I know and I can see. And I honor that. See, you're part of the body of Christ. And I want them to know that. And I, I'm absolutely not training up. I'm not creating followers. I'm raising up leaders. First, they must acknowledge they're elders. They have to do that. So I need them to see that, you know, this thing is not about me. It's about the people. See, the good shepherd lay his life down. See? And so many of us don't do that. But I need the guys that God has given me in this sheepfold to see. I need them to be able to see. I need them to be acting in their feelings. You know, because they are in the back or wherever. That's not important. What's important is that he is in the presence of God. Amen. So we honor you. That's why I say what I say to you. Because I want them to see what I see in you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Glory to God. I know, yeah, I'm only only 55. I'm in my jubilee years fifties okay, exactly. I'm in my 50 55 so praise God and um, it's very um I just like Holy Spirit, let them you know this is the meeting. We, this is Bible study. You are the church, you know I shouldn't have to open this up and all that I lay down because I should be able to pour up my heart to you, you know, Amen. and we should be having a good conversation. Um, I love it. I love the intimacy. Um, that Walker Ministry um, projects. And um, I want the people who visiting feel love and not some traditional church. Tradition kills the truth. You know, and not all tradition is bad. It's just the man-made tradition. And a lot of us can't identify what is man-made and what is of God, you know. Uh, We blew the shofar yesterday at the women's, oh my God, the woman of war yesterday. It was so nice. It was so nice. Good to see you too. How you doing? All right. And um, the thing of it is when, if, you know, you've been in church, you've never heard the shofar. Well, the Bible says that that's what you're going to hear when he shows up, when he comes. You're going to hear the blast of the shofar. Now the translation might be uh, trumpet but it is the ram's horn. Oh, yeah. So most of us haven't even uh, I, could te- I could teach for two weeks just on the ram's horn itself. How it's made. How it's harvested. And what it means. And it's everything that the Hebrews did was to honor God. Everything they did. And I just wanted to um, show that yesterday because a lot of people have never experienced it or even know what that is, you know. Or the Talit. You know, they they think you oh you're being you, you Hebrew, you, you black Hebrew, root what you what are y'all? When you come into a new nation, you take on their customs. True? Yeah. Okay, you gonna go to Iceland. <laughs> yeah, I pay Iceland. Where you move Greenland? <laughs> Netherlands, where you want to go? Okay. So you take on their customs, you take on their tradition, their holidays, and you become acclimated. Right? You take on their custom, their language. First thing you do, uh, you won't be able to communicate. So when you come to the kingdom of God, there's a new holidays, there's new feast days, his feast that we sing to discard, and we categorize it as, oh, that's the Jewish people. No, the Bible didn't say that. It says in Exodus and Leviticus, he said, these are, Leviticus 23, he said, these are my feasts. He said, my feasts are forever. So what does that mean? Does it ever just mean Old Testament? Forever. Or is it the Shah the New Testament? I mean, they don't go away. But man, in his infinite wisdom, has put them aside. Those feasts were turning points or moeds for us to know when he's coming. The fall feasts and the spring feasts. Tabernacles, shakot. But all of these feasts are important. There's um, his appointed times. And in his appointed times, when you bring your offering, there's a blessing. But the church mits out on those because we don't observe those. We, be, we make everything legalistic. You know? You know, like the, the Torah wasn't good enough. So we got to have the oral Torah. So the oral Torah is, the, is spoken by the rabbis. This is how we get off track. So you have books like the Talmud, the Zohar. This is all mysticism. This is all man's idea. But guess what? So many people are being deceived by those things. This is one thing that's good about this ministry because this is a teaching ministry. And Jesus said, come and learn of me. I didn't come to church to learn of me. i come to learn of him that's in me. <laughs> See, that's where the problem is. See, This is how they get you in deception because it's always about you. This is your best life. That is the belief that this cannot possibly be your best life. This life is temporal. This life is going to pass away. It's as a vapor. The Bible says that Eternity has been placed in your heart. So you carry eternity down with you all the time. Because man is the spirit. So it's our understanding. And it's so true. Who introduced you to God? Because if they are in error. And you won't study. To show yourself approved. Then you are. Ba- you're not based on their relationship. Of you and God is based on what who taught you, who introduced you to God. I mean it could have been a Jehovah Witness. It could have been a Mormon. It could have been a Zen Buddhist. It could have been a seven-day event. Uh Uh-oh. So who introduced you to God? See that's important. Why is it so much division? Why do we have so many denominations? He said there's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Isn't that true? Yeah. Who taught you? Who introduced you to God? Because that's how you live out your salvation. It's like, it's like the, when the real truth comes, thank God, It's for hard for us to identify because of that foundation that was laid. Is that the truth? How do I know? Am I in the truth? See, boy, this thing is so dangerous and deceptive. Well, praise God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I love I love God. So we was up and the worship was going on. By the way, the worship was awesome, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, I want to sing that song, man. That thing was good. Woo! <laughs> I'm taking vocal lessons now. No, that's okay. <laughs> it's so cool though, man. Mario a Minister Mario did something so cool to me. So we sitting there and we, you know, real cool. You know, y'all know y'all know Mario, right? Raise your hand, Mario. Major man. Right. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> when you hear his voice though. It's so like we were standing right there. He, he went on me. he said. He stand like right that. He said, he said. Best. I love you. Oh! It was the coolest. It was the coolest thing, man. Then his, then his face just went right back. I thought it was the coolest thing, man. Ooh. Y'all, ain't church good? See, we're doing exactly what's in my teaching today. I want to talk to y'all today about, I know we had some awesome teaching on, Friday, on Tuesday too. And Friday was excellent, wasn't it? Survival. And, Amen. A wise man sees danger and he prepares. Lord, um, I want to get into that, but I'll I get into eschatology and all of that. But really want to talk about today is love. Okay, okay. Can I do that? Yeah, really. Can I talk about love? No, since so we I got the chat up. You sure can't? Okay? <laughs> Y'all know I have some questions. Okay. All right. All right. I know I'm sure. Can everybody see me? <laughs> okay. You can't, okay. can Okay. Got a, I got a couple of questions. I want to start off with this. I want to start off with this. You know, a teacher was supposed to teach, but she really poured out yesterday, so. Yes. Woo! Yes. Woman of war! It was so beautiful. It, this is what it was 64 women here yes. yesterday. teacher was saying exalting God and she said one time all who can get on their knees get on your knees all of the women all of the women all of the women went down on their knees why am I saying that men why am I saying that We're, we're to lead in worship Our creator, the way he created us, was to be in his presence. Ish, this is what you were created for. You were created in my presence, to be in my presence. That is every man's work. Not your vocation, not your job. Your work is to be in the presence of God. That is the original intent of why you're created. Now out of man came woman. But the species is called man. Yes, woman, you you are a woman with a womb. You are Ishai life giver. See, and it's so good because function means likeness. And God was created man in his, uh uh-oh, likeness. In his function, the way he's supposed to function, the way he's supposed to think. I'm going to talk about love because I'm talking about it right now. So man, his first job, women, his first job is to go back to the original state, presence of God. The woman is designed to work with the work of the man, right? How can she work with the work of the man if he don't know his work? That caused conflict. That caused division. Everybody is malfunctioning. Cause no one knows their function. Adam, where are you? He didn't say Eve. Accountability. Men. See, that's another thing. Men get upset when women hold them accountable. And all she is trying to say is, I'm trying to function with you, man. I ain't designed for this. I'm not designed to function like this. I'm designed to, listen, function with you. We are co-laborers. He is not over her. She is alongside, the Bible said, of him. So we, we do this thing together. It's, it's like you see a pastor and, and he's the only one that teaches, and then his spouse, what is she doing? If we won, <laughs> she told you it was a corporation. See, the father has the authority. But what the woman does, she enforces. What did your dad say? Don't come to me try to divide us. Because kids will do that. Okay. Can I just go here for a minute first? Got to help so we'll get this right. If, if we don't understand order, then, and, then what I want to talk to you about love is not going to make any sense. So let's lay the foundation down right first. God is a God of perfect order. So you have to look at your home and look at yourself and ask, am I in order? According to God's, listen, order. See, what happens to us is our childhood, our environment, our upbringing is dictating to us our order. Which. hurts you in your functioning. Yeah. It hurts you in your perception. Of. Everything. I've been teaching on spiritual perception, right? Yes. It's three parts. You need to go back and listen. Please go back and listen. Then the numbers should be going ding, 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 because we just running. Everybody just looking at it and watching it and letting it play in the background that you can still be working let it play so you can hear it yeah. face come by hearing okay right. don't put in nobody else put in what you're being taught and who you're being taught from alright I know like change the subject pastor all right I'm Change the subject. <laughs> okay don't you want to know how to function you know, if, if you don't know the, the purpose of a thing, you will abuse it. Yes. I mean, so many husbands don't know the function of their wives, so they abuse them. This is where you get abuse from. And then what happens is she opens her mouth, as y'all learned yesterday. Uh-huh. The Bible said, a quiet spirit. <laughs> the Bible talks to the woman having a quiet, gentle spirit, which is power. And, and she, ah, oh man. And what you put into her, she returns to you. She's a giver. She, she births. She births you. See, that's why a lot of women are in church, and they most of men come to church because of a woman. She's a giver of life. I came to church for for a woman. See, that's how I got there. God, yeah. How did Jesus get here? All right. So, what's, why is it different? Oh. Okay. That's good right there. I like <sighs> I'm just trying to get us to see he didn't serve in his own word. Okay, I'm bringing the church, but I got to come through the womb of a woman. She is giver of what? Life. He said, I am the what? The truth and the what? I'm just saying. It's like right there in front of us. I want to help peel back. What's your name? Rosalind. How you doing, Rosalind? Rosalind, you pulling on me. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a secret. All right. It's good. I love it. I love it. Pull on it, Rosalind. I love that. So, man, he said, you're the good thing. Fearfully, wonderfully made. Able to conquer anything. You are a giver of life. See, the thing of it is that most men, we just haven't planted anything good in her. Because she brings forth. What's my business? Well, let me speak it to the fertile ground. And she gonna give birth to that thing good God almighty y'all don't get it see we don't understand the function Dina of you see the men we don't understand the function of a woman what she is and she shall bring forth the savior my God we don't get this thing see I just wanna be can I be intimate with y'all can I just be, you know, the Holy Spirit flow? My God. See, that's what's, that's, that's what's wrong with her. And we can't be mad at her. Men? She's an incubator. She's like, I'm trying to give birth to something. Say something. You're the visionary. Say something. Where are we going? I'm following. You, my God, say something, say something. See y'all forget the Bible said the word is a seed. The word is a seed. Speak the word only. Oh, my God. See, but see, but we got these slick men out here. No, Mm -mm. they they saying something, they saying something Mm -mm. because, you know, it's not. See, this is why the father is so important. This is why the father is so important, so he can come back and combat that. And if she got a good relationship with her father, earthly father, if not someone that she can identify with and that she can place in that position of honor. Then he can come and talk to her and she can come and talk to him. The same relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that God would have us, but he don't know who he is. So stagnates the whole body of Christ and stagnates the family. Our young women, I need y'all to know who you are. This is important because this is where you are right now. Some of you have been... It's some that have survived. Still virgins. Somebody... Somebody... Somebody has placed an embargo around you. Somebody... Has prayed for you. Somebody. See, choice is everything. Yeah. Choice is everything. See, this is the thing I don't get when it comes to, you know, the enemy like to have y'all thinking you are damaged. Collateral damage in this battle. My God. See, I'm I'm gonna show you something in love. Love never fails. It never becomes obsolete. It never fades away. There is no law against it. It endures under, under everything. Yep, yeah, without weakening. Mm, We're going to talk. I ain't going to rush. I got 12 pages here. And y'all know I ain't going to get through no 12 pages. <laughs> but I want to make sure we go where we need to go. Where did I leave off at this now? I was saying something. No, before that. Oh, she want to go back to the men and say something. <laughs> That's not what I was. Huh? Life giver. Damn. She wanted I hear you. See, husband and wife, we spend a lot of time, we waste a lot of time because we don't know how we are to interact with each other. See, we, we, we are spirit first. Our realm of existence is in the spirit realm, not here. So my thoughts cannot be here. I function in here because I told you it's twofold. Man is designed to work in the spiritual realm as well as the natural realm. But with that natural realm, you can't have a carnal mind. This is where most of the problem is when it comes to love, our carnality. Because you are on your, uh uh-oh, feeling. Mm. Uh, how many of y'all love God in here? Amen. How many of y'all love God? Okay. All right. Can we put a check and find out? Yes. <laughs> y'all know I just set you up, didn't you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right. Okay. Got a question. So if God is love, correct. Correct. Yes. And God is in us. It's dwindling now. So if God is in us and God is love, right? Why is this the hardest fruit to manifest in the life of a believer? Mm. 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 Yeah, it is. But you're born again. You're a new creation. You've never before existed. All things are new. Old things have passed away. Old things have passed away. Y'all won't fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. How come? I need to know. If God is love, how come as believers, it is the hardest, unbelievable, Impossible for us to interact with each other from here to the home. If God is love and he resides in us. There's no conflict in love. There's no chaos in love. There's harmony. There's peace in love. There's truth. So I got to tell you the truth. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Am I going too slow? I need to speed it up? Y'all sure? Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. That's something to think about. Because hey, if we were really understood what love is, love draws. Love doesn't repel. Love don't make you feel funny when somebody comes in the room. Love compels. Okay. Feelings can be deceptive. And are not accurate measures of love. Feelings are not accurate measures of love. Feelings are not wrong. They're okay. Emotions are not wrong. They're okay. Wouldn't you agree? But our society tells us our feelings would lead us to our husbands or wives. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Y'all just don't don't say nothing. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. They have led many of us to our husbands and our wives. How we feel about someone. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I won't look up. You got to. You can see it. We are dependent on our feelings to show us these things. We let our feelings lead us instead of our discernment. Instead of our discerning. We, we have a problem with our discerning because what happened to us has shaped our thinking. Has cloaked who we really are. You are the hidden man of the heart. Okay, he has to be revealed, though. The Bible says he has to be revealed. He don't just pop out. All right, hold on, watch this. We've let our feelings choose our husbands and our wives. We're depending on our feelings to serve God. How many of y'all serve God with your feelings? I know. Pastor, what are you saying? It's not all bad. Okay. We are depending on our feelings to believe. We are loved. How many, of us, how many of us are using our feelings to decide whether we are loved? Because if you correct somebody, th- their feelings is that you don't love them. Right? See, a lot of times this is how we serve God. When teacher comes up and she says what she says and the way she says it, we don't see it as love. Amen. We see it as mean. I love you gave the definition of it yesterday. It's not what that means. You really care. You really care. Watch this. Feelings are deceptive at times. Not all the times, but at times. Right? Go Go here. I hope y'all can see over me. I can move to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm working on getting a really big one so we can just really see it all in it. Amen? That's what my dream is. So here we go. I don't want no one to miss the word. Turn with me to Ephesians. Go to Ephesians 3, 17. Do the amplified. Okay. I like to use the amplified because it does blow up. It just amplifies the King James. And it's in a lot of times it's in there, comes translated from the original Greek. So this is why I like to use the um, amplified. So can you, can you do uh, Ephesians 3, 17, 18, amplified? Ephesians chapter
1: 3, and verse 17. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your heart. May you be rooted deeply in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it?
0: So, Paul here is expanding on the subject of love. Yeah? Where did you go?
1: Do 19. Verse 19. That you may really come to know, practically, through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. That you may be filled through all your being unto the fullness of God. That you may have the richest measure of the divine presence Mm. and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Holy, hold on, hold on.
0: I like the way he read that. <laughs> Paul is talking about love here. Hold on. The breath, the depth, the lymph, and the height. These are four dimensions of love. The breath, the depth, the lymph, and the height. These are the four dimensions of God's love. Hold on. Let's kind of examine this for a minute. Got a question. Have you experienced these dimensions in your definition of what love is? The breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. I know you heard this scripture before, a lot of times, but yeah. Well, let's go ahead and perform an autopsy on it. Let's do the Y cut. Got a question again. If you would ask, what is the breath of love? And when should it be used? Would you know? It's in the Bible. What is the length of love? What is Paul talking about? What is he really saying? What is the length of love? And when should it be used? Because of all of these dimensions, they're they're very relevant. Remember, he is teaching us to grow in the fullness of God. Who is love, right? Paul is saying that love has breath, length, depth, and height. Listen to that. Paul is saying that love has breath, length, depth, and height. Which one of the four do you know when you say love? Hmm. When you say you love that woman, which of these is it that, is it the breath? Ladies, when he said he loved you, was it the breath? Was it the length? Was it the depth? Was it the height? Hmm. People are the most high. Mm -mm -mm. When When you say you love Jesus, which of these are you referring to? Y'all said y'all love them. Which one are you referring to? All right. Am I going too slow? All right. Okay, I want y'all to think. I want y'all to think. Okay? When we say we love Jesus, which of them are we referring to? So what Paul is saying, if you love, you must have breath. You must have limp. You must have death. And you must have height. Hmm. Paul is saying if you love. This is what you have to have. This is God's love. Okay. So what have we really been doing. In respect to this love thing y'all. What have we really been doing. Because this is God. You said you know God. God lives dwells inside of you love the breath the depth the height the lymph. God dwells in me love because that's what he is y'all say y'all love God okay let's find out okay this is what we're saying See, we really don't understand what God's love is. Come on, let's disagree. Okay, I know some of you will be like, yes, I do. This is something as believers, we should. We should have this thing nailed down. God's love. You're walking around with God, the creator. El Shaddai. El Elyon. Yehovah Rapha. Yehovah Sitkanu. Yo, I have him. He is in me. The one that said, let there be light. That one reigns now in me. See, it's, it's like we... I'm trying to get you to understand who y'all, say y'all got in you. So why were you acting like you acting? And you can't blame it on your flesh. Because you are no longer now a habitual sinner. You do not practice the art, the craft of sinning. That word craft has a big meaning. I mean, we don't, we really, <laughs> you know, I know Kobe said he'd wake up early to work on his craft. See, we don't understand that word. And we get hooked up on Black Mamba. What, what do you know what that is?
1: <sighs>
0: they said, turn from Kobe. All right. I will. Watch this. Watch this. So because of that love is in us now and we are perfected in it, we should have this love thing down. Nailed, Right? Yes. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. That understanding alone that you have should be winning souls to the kingdom yes. just because who you have in you. Just because love dwells in you, you ain't got to give them a scripture. Just because God, the presence of God is in you. See, but if you don't think like that, then you won't have that. Now, I can go into a room. No, because I know I'm bringing God in here. That's, not, that's a good thing. I don't care how crazy it is. It's got to change. God God in here. God is on the scene. Okay. All right. Okay. The breath of God. Number one. The first dimension. If these four dimensions are not captured in your idea of love, then never talk about God's love again. Go to the scripture. That's what Paul said. Y'all say y'all got God in you, right? The love of God. Because God is love, right? Okay. Watch this. None of these dimensions... And I looked and I studied, teacher. And I didn't see Paul say one time that he was working on his love. I I didn't hear. I didn't see. I looked. I I studied. Paul never said because of my past, because what happened to me, because of what didn't happen to me. He didn't say I'm working on my love. God didn't just come partially in me. The Bible said the fullness of the Godhead dwells richly in me. Not a portion, not a part, not a particle. Not a subatomic particle. But the fullness of God dwells in me. See, love is truly a choice okay alright watch this teacher that's what love is <laughs> all four of these dimensions must be captured for it to be called love breath death length and height for it to be called love, all four of those have to be captured not three out of the four that's still an F incomplete that's an I incomplete that's right you can't have three and, and miss the fourth one you must have all four okay The first dimension, and we said it was breath, but the part of that, the first one, the first dimension of love is this, passion. First dimension of love is passion. Okay? There is no love if you cannot express passion. I did not say sex. So w- wipe that out your mind. See, that's your nature. That's, that's what the world, society, have told you. That's why people have gotten married. And, and they never laid down, that's their foundation. So when trouble comes, that's your foundation. We can't get along, but we have good. Because that's your foundation that you laid down. Instead of laying down a conversation, an intellectual, spiritual conversation. So now when time come, y'all can refer back to the word. It is written. It is written. All right. All right. have Failed relationships. And, and, and nobody cares for them because this is what you're doing. You, you keep trying to build a foundation on sand, and you can't. Anytime they build a structure, they have to take soil samples. And they have to dig down and find out what is the permeability of the soil. And see, where's the bedrock? Where's the where I can actually lay this down. Yeah? The Word is your foundation. It's the rock, the cornerstone. The Holy Spirit is the rebar in that concrete. Come on, come on, come on. You you hear what I'm saying? That's right. My goodness, it take 27 days for that concrete once you lay it to cure. So don't touch it. Don't walk on it. It's going to leave the wrong imprint. It's going to leave the wrong imprint down. Okay, all right, y'all ain't ready. This is gonna be a mm. passion is the first dimension of love. See, if y'all can really hear this teaching, God is going to reveal to many of us the mistakes we've been making, whether in love, relationships, marriage, and walking with God, or even in our businesses, uh huh, even how we interact with one another. If you, but you have to have an ear to hear, the Bible says. You. Your ear has to be in tune to hear. Amen? Amen? All right. Y'all can hear a siren go by outside, right? you in here. And it don't make you want to do nothing because you just hear it. But if you was outside in front of that car, when that siren came by, you want to move. All right. See, here, that's how it is. I want you to be an active listener, y'all, you know, not a passive listener. Listen to what I say, not how I say it. Amen. Amen. I'm passionate. Yes. All right. <laughs> Woo. All right. Here we go. Watch this. Here we go. Can we go up a little bit, man? All right. Here we go. Passion is a strong or extravagant fondness of something or someone. Fondness. That's just a beautiful word. And then we hear fondness. Your passion for the thing or a person is measured by your, oh, oh, enthusiasm. (laughs) Enthusiasm, intense and eager enjoyment, interest or approval. Enthusiasm. Maybe, oh. All right. P-A-S-S-I-O-N. All right. <laughs> okay. I like this, man. Woo! We live. All the way live. here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. You cannot say you love a person or love a thing and Hmm, how I want to say this. You cannot say, teacher, you love a person or love a thing, and intrinsically, there is no desire. Oh, y'all going to get help today. Y'all want me to say that again? Okay. Watch this. You cannot say you love a person or a thing, and intrinsically... Intrinsically, there is no desire. Okay, I'm going to break it down. I am. I'm going to get this. Passion is called intense enthusiasm, compelling desire, and even administration qualities to be called passion. Passion is called an intense enthusiasm, compelling desire, and even administration qualities to be called passion it has to be. This is a passion is a very powerful word, an intense enthusiasm. It's compelling desires. Mm-hmm. Watch this. A teacher. The proof that you're passionate about a person or a thing is in pursuit. <laughs> in pursuit of that hold on y'all love God mm, mm, mm. the proof that you are passionate about a person or a thing is pursuit pursuit is the proof of passion Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was a good talk we had yesterday. I got you, Terrence. Woo! See? You're in there. All you had to do is pray in the Holy Ghost for a little while. Okay. Part two of that on Tuesday night. We're going to get back to that. All right. Oh. So when you are in love with a person or someone or something. uh Oh, y'all going to hear this again. I should stand up by the corner over there and run again. When you are in love with someone or something. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. (laughs) I've been saying this for a long time. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. Uh Y'all love God. Uh I haven't even got to each other. Mm -mm -mm. When you're in love with someone or something, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Vulnerable enough uh oh to pursue. You have to be vulnerable enough to pursue. Listen, that personality... To pursue that idea. You cannot be passionate when there is shame, shamelessness in the pursuit. So you can't be pursuing God and you're ashamed. You're ashamed to raise your hands. You're ashamed to shout out. See, you are not in pursuit. All right. You are not passionate. Okay. You can't be ashamed in your pursuit. You can't be ashamed in your pursuit. Okay. Towards God. Towards men. There are many relationships, marriages, business ideas that, that they do not have passion attached to them. They do not have passion attached to them. Okay? So the individual may say that they love this type of business or work. But you will never pursue it. A lot of y'all sitting here right now. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I love, oh, I just love that. But there is no pursuit. There's no pursuit. I love God. with all my heart. Won't tie. Won't forgive. You a different person when you leave here and you go home. But I love God. I love God. People say this all the time. I love this lady. I love this man. But there's no real desire or pursuit after them. Mm. Mm. Just Just change that to lust. Everybody here love Jesus? I love the things of God. But there is no pursuit. We this is on the first dimension. I ain't, we hold on. See, this is another thing. We, we, we want to be true to our God and our understanding. Most of the time we miss this because we don't have understanding of what the scripture is saying. In reference to me. It's relevant to me. So I must understand my creator and when he says that he is love and that he dwells in me, I need to have revelation of that. Man, I need to have revelation of God's love. So I can treat you right. So we can all function right. God is not arguing with the 24 elders around the throne. Now, I done told y'all to go this way. Why why do you keep saying the same thing? Holy, holy, holy. See, there's nothing in there like that in the word of God. He's not doing that. But that should be a cosmos in your home. Why are we arguing about this? I thought we were going in the same direction. How can two walk together? Except they have planned on how they're going to walk. Yeah, we haven't done that. We married though. The first dimension of love that we must be at work in our life has to be the pursuit. He said that if you seek, you shall find me. I'm still seeking him. I'm still finding him. He said, if I do that passionately. Being vulnerable. Desiring him. I'll find him. He told Moses, you're going to go to the promised land. You're going to go. I don't want to just be there and don't get in. I, don't want, I want to cross over too. Okay. All right. Do what I say. Go, go to here. Go to Psalms 8. Hold on. <laughs> I love that. This is the psalmist. And he is shocked and in awe of why God of all the heavens and all the dexterity of heaven whew, would still look down at man and remember what the Bible said. Go there, go to Psalms and start at 3.
1: Amplify Psalms 8 3. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Psalm chapter 8, and verse 3. When I view and consider your heavens.
0: Hold on, y'all got to get the picture right. This is the psalmist talking here. Wait a minute. I'm pondering something here. Go ahead. When I consider. When I view and cons- What did he do? He took a thought.
1: Mm. Come on. When I view and consider your heavens. The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained and established. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of earth-born man that you care for him? Yet you have made him but a little lower than God.
0: Stop. Mm -mm. (sighs) He is perplexed. What? What? Is man? Y'all stop right there. He's asking, "What is man?" He don't know. What is man? That God? That you are mindful of? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. We gotta, we gotta evaluate this properly. God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son. When we're doing what we're doing right here. We're not studying love from. You know any old relationship. Expert. We're studying love directly. From the inventor. Directly from the epicenter. Where it began. For what's funny is that. Love has always existed. He said heaven and the earth will pass away. But what? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Oh, wait a minute. That's God is in you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're learning about God. Paul isn't going to any extra-biblical book. He's going to the Word of God to learn about God, what love is. Love has always existed because that's God. It only existed, listen, in time, in our time. That's its beginning, but it always existed. It has no beginning or end. Because God is love. So love has always existed. Every, it, it, before there was a heaven and an earth. Before he created the heavens and the earth. What was that like? But whatever it was, love was there. No, he created the heavens. That means he is outside of that. See, we don't understand what heaven is. He's eternal. Oh my goodness. Okay. Woo! I love it. I love it. Many people, and I and I say this, have carved out, you know, what they think love is. And, and, and a lot of great people, a lot of good books, uh, love and everything, Miles Moreau. Love him. My man. And I respect those people that God has, you know, used in those areas of love. Hopefully he's using me in this area of love and relationships. Listen, but you have to be careful of deception in this area. This is what happened because the body of Christ can easily be destroyed in this area that we say we love. Yeah. Mm. You could be homosexual. As long as you are in a monogamous relationship, God says that's love. No, God said love in marriage is with one man and one woman. See, people change what love is. People change what love is or the representation of what love is. Watch this. It's easy to be deceived in this area. With not understanding what love is, every uh-oh, angry person comes up with a book and the idea of what they believe <laughs> love is. I was rejected. Now, I'm going to write you what really love is. I'm going to show you what real love is. Instead of going to the person, they write a book. I told you. Easily deceived. What was that book I told you? The burn? Jesus calling. Love book. Jesus calling love book. How many of y'all got that on y'all bookshelf now? Jesus calling. Okay, nobody here now. (laughs) If you haven't heard of it, see, this is the thing. You have to be very careful. That book that she has filtrated through the whole body of Christ is great. They got teaching materials, workbooks, and everything. That book was channeled. And she said it. And she says she's a Christian. See how we are easily deceived with love. Thank God, y'all did the right ministry, so y'all can get right information, so you don't go astray. Amen. Being tripped up, the enemy is slick. You, you <laughs> we're above him. All right, we're seated in the heavenly places. All right. Oh goodness. So watch this. Every angry person come up with a book, an idea of what they believe love is and what they believe. And they begin to listen. Then they begin to mentor. That book, I told you, they do all these things. Then they begin to mentor young men and women. And because they were angry and hurt, they destroy marriages. They destroy visions. They destroy dreams. They destroy relationships because, listen, of the wrong template that are being communicated. See, this is why I told you, you got to be careful who introduced you and what, how does they walk now? What, man? A man's library will tell you a lot about what he reads and what he thinks. His library. Okay, all right. Every man should have a library. All right. Let's go to God. How did God express passion? Is that what the psalmist saw? To make him, listen, wonder? God is that. Yeah. Let me see this. He was saying this. Wait a minute. God. God. go visit man wait a minute wait a minute God you throw your pride on the ground wait a minute this is what he's saying this is man talking that your throne is not enough wait a minute you're God You're, you're, you're wise you have all wisdom have you seen the throne room of God? And you're going to be leaving that to come here? The psalmist is saying, What is man? That? that you would leave your throne. See, it, only a few people can hear what I'm saying right now. The psalmist is You would, the throne room. You're going to leave that. To come here. What is man? That thou are mindful. What is man? What is man? This is what he's asking. What is man that you would leave your throne? Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. What are you saying? You put the heavens, they have no pillars. The moon, the, uh, the sun, they have no pillars to hold them up. You're wise. You're all knowing. You come here, man, and we're sitting around here making idols. <laughs> we're bowing down to idols. And you're going to leave your throne to come here? These, these idols ain't even to you. What is, man, that you will actually come leave your throne room? There's 24 elders. You're going to leave all of that. You're going to come down here to me? Oh, my God. I'm, I just want us to... Re- I'm trying to get us to think about what he did. His passion, oh my God, wait a minute. Mm -mm -mm. Your your fingers have created the the moon. I've seen the works of your hand. He's looking at what God has done. Can't you even invent something else other than man? Look what we're doing down here. Surely you could do that. Surely you could do that. Verse 4 again.
1: Verse 4. What is man oh. that you are mindful of him?
0: See, you can actually change that word mindful for passion. Your passion. Your passionate. God, you're passionate. You chose to leave your throne to man. to visit man this is the angels they probably having this conversation what was the talk amongst the angels <laughs> we know they talk cuz that's what satan did god was saying you can say what you want you can say what you want but I love that man. I don't know what you say. They could talk all they want and telling me who I am and I've left the throne and all the things in the orchestra of heaven. You don't even know what that is. The orchestra of heaven. Imagine how that sounds. And, and he, said, he said, yes, I'm leaving all that. because I love that man. I love man. Oh, my God. I love man. said, I love man. Man. Wow. Oh, my first dimension of love is passion. He says, I'm not ashamed. He telling me, I ain't ashamed of this. I love man. Oh, God, You're created a little lower than the angels. The angels are superior. He left all of that. He left heaven. Because I love man. Oh, you're the, y'all don't understand the love of God that he has for us. I love man. Oh, my goodness. So proud and arrogant people. <laughs> Did a show. I could stay right there because he can reveal even more to me. And when a, when a guy claims he loves a lady. When a guy claims he loves a lady. But he is still protecting his vulnerability. You are not passionate. Hello, you're not in love. When a person claims he loves a business and he loves his idea, I love this, I love that. Yet this man is not serious. Mm. See, if he was serious about his business, I could see him getting up early. He'd be educating himself, reading books that would help him. Mm hmm. Mm -mm -mm. But he sleeps all the time. He puts more time into playtime, playing videos. Than preparing himself to win and grow. He spends more time in the pleasures. He spends more time in the excuses. Excuses. than preparing himself to win and grow. I'm going to throw that way back there in the back. I y'all need y'all to catch it. Okay. Yeah. All right, new season. This man wants this business. He wants to do all these things. You know, want to go to school. He want to do all these things. You never attends any seminars, webinars. You're not passionate. You don't really love it. Man of God, do you really love it? That means you're going to wake up early. You're going to educate yourself. You're going to surround yourself with people who have more wisdom than you. Okay. Mm. Your first dimension of love is measured by your passion. And your passion is measured by your willingness to pursue without being embarrassed. Anything that shame, anything that, well, Anything that shame would not let you pursue. Don't even start it. Don't be ashamed to worship God. Men, don't be ashamed to worship God. Don't don't be ashamed to praise God. Men, don't be afraid to be in the presence of God. Don't be ashamed. You can't throw your hands up in the place where we're supposed to. See, y'all think I'm talking about the building. I'm talking about in the place that we're supposed to. You can't do that. You're ashamed. You're ashamed of your relationship with God. You're ashamed to cry out to him and know you need help. You're ashamed. So you don't love God because he's vulnerable. He left his throne. He left his place for man. And you find it hard to raise your hand and your voice. So you can do two out of the four, one out of the four, three out of the four, but it's not love. You need four out of four. I told you, you're going to find out. Y'all said you love God. Then no one should tell you how to worship God then. No one should tell you to raise your hand. And she told you last week, we don't, listen, you, you have to, they invite you to come in. She don't lead you to worship. You're invited to come in. You know why? Because you brought yours with you. No. you shame. Mm-mm. Watch this. Don't even start it. Shame and love don't go hand in hand. If you're going to pursue God, you can't be ashamed to praise him, to worship him. You can't even be afraid, listen, to dance for him. Mm -mm -mm. Woo, in front of the world, you can't be ashamed. You can't be ashamed to praise God at Starbucks. I just not say being out of order. You can't be afraid to pray for the person behind the counter. You're ashamed. Be ashamed of me? He said he'll be what? Before who? There you go. Okay, I'm sticking with it. Y'all getting something? All right, I almost, I'm going to bring it to the end here. And then I got, like I said, hold on. All right, here we go. No. <laughs> Unashamed is proof of passion. Okay. <laughs> Unashamed is proof of passion. I told you I saw that yesterday with all the women. All of them worship God. Be careful. Whenever someone says they love you. Make sure he or she has an understanding of those words before you make a shipwreck of your life. Oh, okay. Ask yourself this question when he says, I love you. Ask him this. (laughs) Well, he should have asked him something before he said, I love you. Am I willing to be vulnerable enough to pursue? Are you willing to be vulnerable enough to pursue me? (laughs) I dislike that. I mean, to pursue God, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah, Yeah, you have to be vulnerable to pursue God. Because people, you you won't be able to say this, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, that's being vulnerable. No, you want to hold them accountable. You want to be angry. See, that's being vulnerable. I'm God and I left my throne for you. To me, that's enough. To me, that's enough for me to act right. To do right. For that alone. See, but our understanding of the throne room and who God is, that he actually left there for me. And we treat them just like that. Down here worshiping other things. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Watch this. If you have love, God's love, and you're vulnerable enough to pursue it, love, and the love that we have is an everlasting love. It's an everlasting love, not a divorce love, not a separation love. It's an everlasting love. Mm. Oh, my God. And he says, and my everlasting love was demonstrated. Listen, by me being mindful of you in verse four. By me being mindful. He asked that thou are mindful, that thou are passionate about me. Isn't that something? My goodness. You left the beauty of heaven, the throne room, the four and elders that surrounded the throne, the orchestra of heaven. All of these things were going on. The elders were making, you know, and they were thinking when they when they saw God, they were thinking. And because it's heaven. They knew. He's thinking of man. See, they knew the thoughts of God. I told you in heaven, in, in the spiritual realm, there's no, there's no uh, everything, nothing's hidden. This is how you know things in the spirit. This is how psychics and, and mediums do it because they're just telling you information that's already available. See, but they know how the spirit realm works, but you don't, and you're supposed to. Yeah? yeah. So in the spirit, there's nothing hidden. So they can go in and talk and find out about you. They can find out who's the familiar spirit that's been following you on your bloodline. And they imitate. That's right. You go to the people who talk to the dead. and sounds just like Uncle uh, Ben. And you sit there and be like, oh, Uncle Ben. They just be crying. That's in the word too. And he warns us, do not engage in that. He didn't say it will not real. He said, don't do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Man. Look at man. He's careless. He's stubborn. He's roaming around. He's making all these idols. He's bending down to him. Mm, mm, mm. you're the wise God. He said, I love man. He said, I have a weak, I have a weakness, I have a weak point concerning man. Isn't that something? He has a weak point concerning man. I don't see that he died for any angel. I don't see that. I, I don't see that, but he died for man. Was created lore. <laughs> this Bible said, thin man, then angels. Yeah. Hey, die. They, they like, what is man? Who is this? My God. That you are mindful of. That's passion. Lord, I love you. That's what we do. Lord, I love you. I'm passionate about you. I start to pray. And I fall asleep for the next 10 hours. <laughs> I'm passionate about you. I'm going to talk to you all night. <laughs> 10 hours. You're going straight. I ain't wake up. Not one time. You passionate about God. Run, don't pray laying down in the bed. Don't do it. Get up. Stand on one foot. Do something uncomfortable. Don't drink no sleepy time tea. Don't do it. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all. All right. Here we go. <laughs> okay. My goodness. Which dimension? Oh, my God. King David. He, he really showed us what passion was. He, he did. Go, go to 2 Samuel real quick. I'm going to let him go. Go to 2 Samuel. Y'all, I sat down the whole time. I mean, man, I y'all know that's hard for me. I get my steps in when I teach. All right, go to Second Samuel six, and I'm gonna end it here, and I'll get to the next one next. Um, I got four more. I got three more to Go hold lot. All right. Second uh, Samuel, 6, 14, 17. Let's get a little picture here. I almost finished. I could finish. No, I couldn't finish. She's standing. She's standing. I'm not looking. Okay, you ready?
1: Second Samuel chapter six at verse fourteen. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, mm. clad in a linen ephod, a priest's upper garment. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting, mm. and with the sound of the trumpet. Ah, so far as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael. Saul's daughter, David's wife, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before Mm, the Lord.
0: mm, Unashamed.
1: And she despised him in her heart. Mm. They brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent, which David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. My God, now
0: you are that ark of the covenant now. When you raise your hands, when you listen, when you begin to shout, when you bring your offering, see that's all part of the worship. Unashamed, unashamed. He didn't care, and he was the king. See, I told you. If you really love them, if we really love them, you'd be unashamed with your worship. See, what happens is you're you're more concerned of your neighbor than God. But let your team win. Woo! Glory. <laughs> let the check come in the mail. Oh, good God. Yeah. See, do not give anything more attention than you give God. Yeah, amen. That shows that you love him. Yeah, Everything goes. <laughs> come on up, t fly. let feel like chit-chatting some more. Well, it sounds like I'm a fireside chit-chat today. All right. Somebody got some marshmallows? No, it's <laughs> <Some> s'mores. <laughs> you want me to
2: move? No, no, no. I can't. right. Glory to God. How you doing today? How you doing? God really loves us. He does. And I'm going to show you just how much, you know, um, Pastor and I are one, so uh, I'm working alongside of him to show you how much God loves you. Uh, the word love is a, has become an outdated word, uh, but in the word of God, it is everlasting because it's God himself. Amen? Amen. Amen. I was asking God some questions as the pastor was teaching. Wow. I got to get in here. I asked, first of all, about how are we hearing? Because when it comes to the word of God, we come with the approach I've already heard. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And for those who are mature in God, yes, we definitely already heard, and at a certain level, you have experienced. And so I'm asking God, because I want all who came to really hear what God is saying to you as an individual and as a collective body of Christ.
0: Amen.
2: So I'm, I'm, I'm asking God this, this love. What, what is this teaching all about? What are, you, what are you really saying to us today? And it tied into the woman of war. hmm So as pastor was beginning to teach and look and something we most of us have heard before there is no law against love none but what are you saying holy spirit because we can hear this same word but this is the word of god what are you saying and this Dispensation and regarding to love, what are you saying to me? You're here today because God is saying something. his saying word, but in a different dispensation. Dispensation where you're at and what you're doing, good. and where you're going.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's good.
2: So what is He saying to you about love? So when I I I heard that pastor. There's no law against love. That's right. I said, what are you saying? Because <laughs> I always approach the word of God. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. Not that I heard, because that simply means that you have an Janet. Janet. Right? Mm-hmm. We had a conversation yesterday. So good. But sure. Season sing. Amen. But I said, the Lord comes to the mature. Well, I said, Satan comes to the mature. And I mean, it is so subtle. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And because we'll get comfortable being mature. I consider myself to be a a mature saint. So So how is the enemy coming against me? Mm. He, come, he come against us in our way of how we still receive and respond to the word but it's in the small before you get to the gathering it's in your everyday daily interaction to where we feel that we're good my husband and I have a very mature marriage <laughs> yep. but it, how does the enemy Get me to feel some kind of way about this man I, I deeply love, and we walk together strongly with the Lord. Oh, see y'all. He not can ready. do
0: it. He can do it. Oh, yes, he is. He
2: is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he is.
2: Oh, <laughs> God,
0: but we got help. Yes.
2: He is. How does this enemy? He hide in your voice. Come mm. and get me to feel some kind of way about this man that I. I deeply love
0: him. Get on this side. He did. <laughs> <laughs> love never fails.
2: And there's some kind of way it's just when the counterpart responds to a word that is spoken.
0: Stay See, we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable, y'all. We talk about it. This is
2: all this thing. And I said this yesterday, and I said again. (laughs) Men tend to ask you questions that you don't, you you question, why would you even ask me that? (laughs) (laughs) Look, this is how we start to feel some kind of way. Yep. Is there any ketchup in the cabinet? I don't like ketchup. I mean, ketchup, I mean, we both, I'm thinking, first of all, we both live in the same house probably went in the cabinet as it's much as example. I did today. It's
0: not ketchup.
2: <laughs> I don't do ketchup. No. Uh, and see, we Hot started sauce filled. to some meat. kind of way. Let me just go and get it. And he's probably already in the kitchen. Okay, all right. See, it's the, it's the small buildup of those <laughs> moments. That, look, with the enemy, look, when, then your body's not, look, your body is being physically attacked. So he waits through these small build-up moments. You know, because you're strong. We're good. And look, I still may not say to him, I'm feeling some kind of way.
0: No, she didn't say that.
2: But the enemy, he, he's patient. He's patient with setting up a case against you. Oh the build-up. Oh my God. <laughs> See, what it does is that that feeling some kind of way, it starts to chip away at my intensity of my love and passion and pursuit of God. Anything that is look, it's a, so it's the, the chipping away is so small that you don't even realize it's being happening to you. So anyway, there's no law against the Okay, love I'm it. telling you, Murphy, it's the small little things that he do to chip away for that, look, that monumental big moment. That's a real blow-up. Look, even if you don't blow up, That's it's right. still inside that I, hey, when I want to. Look, see, I don't look. I don't want to, but my flesh wants
0: to. Be real with them, teacher. Be real with them. She got that menopause thing going on, too?
2: Yeah, and I have that menopause going on. So I'm like, you don't know how much I am in self control. (laughs) I'm hiding here. You keep turning off the fan. Then you're in my car adjusting the heat. This my car. It's okay you shutting things down with his. <laughs> I'm just saying. He
0: comes my at the very God. mature. All right. The small, small <laughs> chipping away. I'm going to give you all my answer. I'm going to give you my antidote, though. I got an antidote to it. I got I got a way to handle it. And though. it
2: works every time. Works every
0: time. I ah, thank you. <laughs> I might that is well, not the one I, you're thinking about. I, I might as well appeal to her flesh. All right. That's what's talking right now, Amen. <laughs> Let's go shopping. Come on.
2: He does. he does I know how to fix this. I, look, love I, I never get, fails. I get right, right it works every time. <laughs> I get, I get it never fails. And then it's moments to laugh at. That's in my next part. Don't oh, oh okay, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So <laughs> there, there's no law. So I asked, what do you mean there's no law? And what is this law that you're referring to? He said, there's no confinement. There's no, look, there's no, it can't be regulated. It can't I'm, be I'm confined. You, I'm
0: gonna need you to this, stop. it
2: can't be confined. See, this yeah, this love. Can't be confined. There is, this is why there's no length. There's no height. There's no depth.
0: You're going in my, you're, you're going in my stuff, man. But we won. That's why, That's what happens.
2: I'm just trying to get you to understand Mm-mm. when you leave here Mm-mm. that you understand why Paul is saying, I want you to comprehend. That's right. I want you to apprehend. So i said, what is comprehend? I, I love this, the woman, one of the women that woman wore, um, Rhonda, after the uh, actual event, she said, I want to know how did you arrive at the meaning of alone? How did you get that understanding? She wanted to know, no she really wanted to know, how did you confirm that that was what God was saying. And so I I was giving her my love and passion. Look, to search. I said research, but it's pursue God. I have a look, my pursuit of God causes me to pull back. What look, what is The mind, I'm trying to get to the mind of Christ. Comprehend means, and it has a medical term. It's a term that's related to having a seizure. Mm, mm, mm. Comprehend is like having some kind of epilepsy. It means to, in this spiritual way, it means to... Lose all senses. <laughs> your limb to look, not look, it's nothing is voluntary now. Your limb, your limbs, and your your, your arms, your legs, and everything just lay there. Mm, mm, mm. My mind, look, my mind is suspended. Oh, see y'all. No, 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 no. He's mm, a comprehend. Mm. For you to comprehend spiritually, oh, that's your right. mind has to be suspended from your thoughts. Mm,
0: mm, mm.
2: Your mind has to be suspended from your thoughts. Wow. I'd have had a seizure. My thoughts is no, look, they are suspended now to the thoughts of God.
0: Wow. And to do that, I have to lose all senses of mobility. That's right. To gain your spiritual now. Oh, amen. He said, comprehend. Amen. amen. This is how I learned. I learned supernatural.
2: She was like, when does this mentorship start? (laughs) He said, apprehend. Lay hold. And this is one thing that Minister T said when it comes to what I've imparted in her life. First thing is that she obeyed. Second thing, without trying to understand... I recognize and respect your spiritual leadership. So I obey. She said, and I had to take your thoughts as my own thoughts. I had to take my, look, my thoughts couldn't be my thoughts anymore. I had to take your thoughts as my own. This is the apprehend. He said, lay hold. Lay hold of my thoughts. He said, If it was your own, this is what's not happening. He said, these, all those dimensions, because there are no dimensions with God, it goes, the height, it goes beyond the universe. He said, in this, oh, I'm not, okay, I'm not, okay, I'm a backup pastor. I hear your spirit. I hear your spirit. So what I'm going to do is going to move on out his message. I'm going to respect that and bow down. That's true oh, Amen, Lord to God. You see very well. I'm bowing down. I'm getting out of his message. Yes. The mature needs to ask. This is what Holy Spirit gave me. He said the mature needs to ask, what are you speaking? What are you speaking to me? Why have you brought me here? To this place. Is it about the content being preached here today? Or me being obedient. And my response. To the shift. To my next level. And you Christ Jesus. He said give this to the mature. Because there is. A next level. He said and there is a. Ever deepening experience of me that you have to receive. Because this love is about the inheritance, the promise. Amen. Without you having the comprehension and to apprehend what he's saying, you will not be able to obtain your inheritance. Amen. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right, yeah. All right, I'm going to back up. Back all the way up. Thank you. (laughs) I want you to know that (laughs) that God really loved you. And how much he loved you is that he will let you know why he has called you to this place at this time and season in your life. There is a next level and dimension in God and the mission and purpose as to why he's called you Amen? amen
0: amen amen